Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. Well, thank you, church, for your missions giving. This is a missions giving church. Somebody say amen to that. And again, I do want to just uh, uh, welcome both campuses that are joining us right now. Can we just put our hands together one more time? Michigan Street Campus, Redbug Lake Campus, God bless you guys. And uh, man, we're so glad that all of you are here today. If you are joining us on a screen somewhere, uh, we just want to encourage you to, if at all possible, get here in person, all right? Because we here at Faith Assembly believe that if you're here in person, it's even better. And everybody said, at Red Bug Lake, you better be saying amen. And Michigan Street, amen. It's better in person. So if at all possible, man, we'd love for you to come hang with us here. And uh, there's just something about being together with the family of God and the body of Christ. And so God bless you uh, there as well. And uh, I'm excited about this morning. Uh, Is anybody ready to open up the word of God? It's life transforming and changing. And so I am gonna speak a message entitled, it's the thought that counts, all right? It's the thought that counts. And uh, before I dive into this message, let me just make a few quick announcements. One, uh, our lead pastor, Pastor Johnny, is away this weekend and he is uh, speaking out of state at a different church. And so I know that he wishes that uh, he was here with us. He's missing us, uh, but we miss him too. So I wanna give you an update on that. And then also, uh, today, we launched uh, our growth class semester, our very new growth class semester. So how many of you have participated in that? Come on, yeah, go ahead, clap your hands for that as well. Um, listen, we're excited about this. And if you have yet to jump into a growth class, no more excuses, all right? Just jump in and let's, let's, uh, let's go with this. Uh, take out your phone right now and you can scan this QR code and uh, see a list of all the classes And then next week, be sure to jump right in because there are incredible things that are happening. If you don't know where to start, a great place to start is a class called Journey of Faith. And if you're looking to go to like that next level uh, in God, uh, there's topics like growing spiritually, effective prayer, and breakthrough. I mean, incredible, incredible topics that I know will benefit you. And so uh, if you have any questions, go out to the event center. They'll They'll give you all the info that you need on that and then be, be uh, sure to be here next week for that. And if you're at our other campuses uh, uh, tuning in right now, then uh, they'll give you some direction over there as well. So right now, again, before we even dive into this message, can we go to the Lord in prayer and let's pray God's blessing upon this that he would prepare our hearts as well. So let's pray. God, I do thank you for your word. As we said a moment ago, your word is life changing. It transforms us. It not only transforms us spiritually, God, but it does something in our mind and it, it uh, changes our minds. And I pray, God, that that would be done today. God, anoint me, anoint everyone to receive everything that you have for them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the church said, amen. 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 Well, you might be wondering, why do our thoughts count? We're talking about it's the thought that counts. Why do our thoughts count? And I would say our mind is the control tower 
of our life. Our mind is the control tower of our life. And really, if you think about it, thoughts precede actions. So before you ever go and you act on something, usually it always starts with the thought. Now, does anybody in the room love chocolate chip cookies? Sorry to tempt you this morning. I know you're in church, but you remember as a kid, like your, your mom or your dad would pull out a, a freshly uh, thing of chocolate chip cookies and they would break apart and you'd see the gooey chocolate and it would just smell so good. It'd be awesome. Now, I want you to rewind with me and pretend you're that, you're that kid, all right? And let's say somebody in authority says, all right, I'm gonna set this uh, plate of chocolate chip cookies right on the table, but I don't want you to have one. Now, how many of you know you're the person that would just dive right in, you don't care? Like, as soon as the parents leave, you're the one that has your hand in the, in the cookies. Be honest, raise your hand, okay? The rest of you, I think you're liars. But anyways, <laughs> a lot of us would have these thoughts, but before we'd actually go in and grab the cookie, we might have thoughts like this. I wonder, I wonder if they taste good. I mean, you haven't done anything yet, but I just, I wonder if, if they taste good. Or I wonder if anyone would even notice if, if I took a bite. It's just, it's just one. Or I wonder how much trouble I would get in if I actually, you know, ate the cookie. I mean, how, how much will I get punished? And so before we ever would act on something, we think all of these thoughts. And so that's why thoughts precede our actions. But you know what? Also what is true is that our, that our, um, our thoughts precede our emotions, so if you're here today and you're thinking negative thoughts and, and you're having an emotion that, that's not really ideal and not what God has for you, maybe it's uh, depression or maybe it's uh, you're just down, downcast, I would challenge you, what have you been thinking about? Because our thoughts are so, are, are so, so powerful. Um, listen, what we think and how we think is important, right? And so the enemy loves to shape our thinking one thought at a time, and he loves to shape our thinking one lie at a time. So who we are today is a result of what we've been thinking about. In fact, in Proverbs 23, uh, verse 7, it says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he becomes. And let me just, uh, let me read that again. As a man thinks in his heart, so he becomes. The way you're thinking uh, more than likely, that's the way that you're going you're gonna to become. And so that's why our thoughts are important. And uh, I was going to encourage everyone uh, to take notes today because I believe that uh, this is going to benefit you and this is going to help you. And uh, we do have the notes that are on the Bible app as well. So if you, you'd rather uh, just follow along that way, that's, that's cool too. But if all of us are honest, we would probably have to, to say that all of us have a battlefield or, or a battle that goes on in our mind. And maybe you've heard... That, that coined phrase before, it's the battlefield of the mind. And I can tell you with full transparency here today, you know, I, I know I'm a pastor and all that good stuff, but there are, there are moments where uh, I have strong thoughts of faith and that's the stuff that we love to talk about in church. And, and you know, as, as a pastor, I wanna speak that life and speak that truth. But if I'm honest and I'm transparent, there, there are moments or maybe evenings or mornings that I don't feel filled with faith there are sometimes that I struggle with fear. And I'm not confessing that over my life. I'm not leaving it there. But, but it just goes to show you that there's things that can come into your mind and unless you process it right and unless you do what the Bible says, then, then it can really negatively affect you. Sometimes I have thoughts of confidence, for example, in my calling. 
Like, God, you've called me to do this. I've got this. Thank you, God. There, there are other moments where I don't have that same confidence, and I have thoughts of inadequacy, or I have thoughts of insecurity. And maybe uh, you can identify with that. Sometimes I have pastoral thoughts. I know I look good behind the pulpit this morning, right? Somebody say amen. No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to do that. Like, this pastor is weird. But, you know, you can look pastoral, and I can stand behind the pulpit, and I can preach the word of God. And, and so I have these, these pastoral thoughts, and I love to encourage. I love to be patient. I love to, to shepherd the flock, and I have those thoughts. And then there are other moments, even as a pastor, that I don't feel pastoral. I don't have thoughts that are, that are pastoral. And I'm not going to tell you what they are, okay? It's just going to remain a secret. But you have moments where you're not, you're not quite feeling it or you're not, you, don't have those, you don't have those thoughts. And that's why it's the battlefield of the mind. And as I began to open up scripture surrounding this topic, I was, I was shocked at how many letters and writings that Paul, the Apostle Paul, wrote to the people. He wrote to the churches. And so much of his time was addressing our thought life. It was addressing uh, how we think, what comes in to our mind. And uh, so with that in mind, I'm going to read in just a moment, Romans chapter 8, verse 5 and 6. He's saying, there's an old way of thinking. Before you were a believer, you got to discard that. You got you to take care of that. And there's also a new way of thinking as a believer in Christ. And that's what he wants us to dwell on. So here it is, verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Set their minds on the things of the flesh. And so if I had a, a subtitle, you know, it's the thought that counts, and underneath that I would just say, you gotta get your minds right. Getting our minds right. And so that's what he's talking about. He says, um, if you're gonna live according to the flesh, those people set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, does anybody here wanna live according to the spirit, right? It says, sets their mind on the spirit. And it brings life and it brings peace. It's so important how we set our minds. Now, uh, there was, there was a, a moment that I had probably 10 years ago or something like that. I don't know what really got me thinking about this, but I, I was talking to my wife and I was like, you know what I want? I want a bird feeder in our, in, for our backyard. And she's like, you want a what? I was like, yeah, I want to I wanna, like, attract birds to come in our yard. I think that would be so cool. I had visited my mom and dad up in Indiana, and on their back patio thing, they had these bird feeders, and I was just like, this is really cool. So I tried it. didn't work very well here in, in Central Florida. But uh, one of the birds that I thought was so fascinating was the hummingbird. Has anybody ever seen a hummingbird in real life? These things are absolutely incredible. Their, their heads don't move. Their, their wings are, are flapping like... A million times a second, it seems like, and they're just, they're just going around, and you'd mix this uh, solution together, this sugar water type solution, and these hummingbirds, they just have this sense to find this, this sweet nectar, this sweet type of uh, uh, formula, and, and they would come, they would come, and they would, they'd feed on this, uh, on this bird feeder. I thought that was so awesome. And maybe you have put something out similar in your own house. You're like, yeah, I want to track these beautiful birds. Now, how many of you also have heard of uh, a vulture before? Vultures are disgusting. All right. Now, if you are a vulture lover, 
I'm sorry, you, you need help, all right? We, we'll get you connected with some counseling. But I, if you're trying to attract these ugly birds uh, in your backyard, then, then that's, that's weird, okay? It's just kind of weird. Because they always find the dead things. They just, I mean, they'll, you'll see them circling up and they're just, they're just looking to try to find what is dead and that's where, they'll, that's where they're focused. I remember one time uh, I was going out to my car and there was this, this bird, this vulture there and I'm 6'2". I'm a fairly decent sized guy. And so I was like, this thing's going to be scared of me. So it was by my car door. And so it had to move before I could get in. I was like, I'm just going to go out. I'm going to shoo it away. And I'm just going to kick at it a little bit. And it's just going to probably go away. Well, this vulture, I think it was demon possessed or something. Because <laughs> it just had an, e even the way it looked at me, it was evil. It like, it just had its, its claws down and it didn't move its whole body. It just moved its head really slow. Like it looked at me and these, they weren't red eyes, but to me, they were red eyes just <laughs> glaring into my soul. I was like, not today. Okay. <laughs> I don't want the headlines. Local pastor gets mauled by a vulture. Okay. Uh, I wasn't having any of that. These things are nasty and they prey on dead things or they, 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 try to search out all the, all the dead things. And you know what? These birds have, have two different goals. One finds something that is sweet, something beneficial. The other finds something that is dead. They always find what they're looking for. And you know that's true about us as well? That we can focus on one or two things in our life. You can go throughout your whole entire life focusing on what is good, helpful, beneficial, things that are gonna lift you up, that are gonna uh, uh, edify your spirit, give you a, a positive outlook, or you can start focusing on the negative. You can start focusing on the things that are sinful. And guess what? There are two different paths that result of that kind of thinking. And Paul's saying, what are you setting your mind on? It's so important how we set our minds. And so... Today, I'm gonna to take just a few moments and share on this idea. Like I said, it's the thought that counts. And if we're gonna be right, then we've gotta get our minds right. And I wanna share three truths that Paul taught in the New Testament regarding getting our minds right. Paul teaches us, number one, that your mindset matters. Your mindset matters. Verse six says, for to set the mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. There it is, set the mind. Or you could say a mindset. And if you define that, it could be defined as a mental attitude or someone's way of thinking. How we think, again, is so important. How many of you know this to be true? You will never have a positive life if you don't have a positive mindset. Now I'm gonna read another text from the same writer, Paul, the Apostle Paul. And it's found in Philippians Chapter four, verse eight. It says, and now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Because when Paul would write, he would write to an audience. He would write to a people group. And this was the church that he was writing to. He says, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right. Isn't that good? Listen, he says, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And I don't know about you, but when I, when I read this, I think of maybe Paul writing this. Uh, maybe he has, has servants around him, or maybe he's sitting in a palace, 
And there are people that are fanning him and you know, giving him grapes and cheese like he's a king or something like that. And Paul's like, you know what? I like Colby Jack and cheddar, please. That's, that's what I would So please, and he's just like, oh, by the way, let me write to the church. One more thing, whatever is noble, whatever is, is uh, good, I want you to think about these things. But did you know that when Paul wrote this message, he was actually in prison and he was actually in chains. So I think it changes the context a little bit, or it matters the context when we read this verse. He was going through it. He was, he was separated, and he was, had, had an environment. He had company of other, other prisoners. With that in mind, let me read it again. He says, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true. He's saying, because you know what? I've had to do that because I'm in the prison, and if I'm going to make it, I've got to think about what is true. Think about what is honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Paul didn't let his circumstance change his mindset. How many of you know we're not gonna let our circumstance change our mindset either? We're gonna think about what is true. No matter what situation you're in, let me challenge you. Fix your mind on the things above. He didn't let his environment change his mindset. I mean, think about it. He's in the prison. He's got the He's got the chains and he's got the, the people around him. He said, fix your thoughts on what is true, what is right. He didn't let his company change his mindset. And so all of us are setting our minds on something. The question is, what are we setting our minds on? And uh, let me just say this. I, ju I just think that somebody needs to be a little bit more positive. Like if Christ has come in and he set you free and he saved you, how many of you know there should be like a smile on our face, right? We should have a joyful demeanor because Christ lives inside of us. You know, he changes us. And so uh, here's the thing. If we, get, uh, if we let negativity in the door and you've met those people or maybe you're struggling with this yourself and you, you start to let negativity creep in, it doesn't just like, want to say hi and then, and then go away. Negativity has a tendency to say, hey, can I come in and can I, can I eat with you and, and can I watch TV with you and can, you know, maybe we snuggle up in the bed together you know, and let's just, let's just live together. Let's do life together, a negative life. And if you aren't careful, you will, you will start acting in a negative way and then you know what? You're gonna, becoming, you're gonna become better at being negative. So you gotta guard your heart. And you know what? Some of you have, have uh, caught what I'll call the spirit of Eeyore. You guys know who Eeyore is? Now, this isn't biblical, okay? So don't like hold me to this. I mean, Pastor Matt, actually, the spirit of Eeyore isn't a real thing, okay? But this is my version of it, okay? This is the donkey from Winnie the Pooh. He's awesome. He cracks me up, but he's a pessimist. He's always talking like this. You know, you know what I'm talking about. So I, I pulled some amazing quotes from this guy, and uh, hopefully it doesn't sound like you, all right? Good morning, if it is a good morning, which I doubt. That's wrong. Another quote is, I look on the bright side, if I could find it. Another quote is this, it's the only cloud in the sky and it's drizzling right on me. 
somehow I'm not surprised. Can we just give it up for Eeyore? He's awesome. We love him. I feel bad for him. His eyes look so cute, you know, but anyways. But, but we can, maybe you uh, know somebody like this where you just want to lift somebody's spirit and you're like, you know what, today's a beautiful day. Let's go outside. It's a beautiful sunny day. And that person's like, yeah, but it's really hot. It's really hot outside. Have you seen the heat index? It's going to be miserable. The sun is probably going to give me like sun poisoning or something like that. And you're like, dude, I'm just trying to be positive here, okay? But, but when Christ lives inside of us, it should change us. And, and Paul's saying this, it's important that we set and we fix our thoughts on the right things. There was a, a moment that I just, uh, I'll never forget. Several years ago, uh, I was preaching in the, in the youth ministry on Sunday morning, and I had my, my message ready to go. And, and before that, we as a staff, we would spend time in prayer. So I'd spent probably 30 or 40 minutes in prayer and then I'd gone down to the youth center, and I was ready, I was ready to, to preach. And there was an, an intern, a guy that opened up the service, and he just, he just said this verse. And, and you know how sometimes when you hear a certain verse, it just resonates differently with you? And he gave a quick challenge. He goes, you know what? Here's what Psalm 118, 24 says. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And then he looked across the students and he says, is anybody glad to be in church today? And everybody like cheered. And I felt a little bit convicted because I'd already been in prayer. I'd already like had my message ready to go and I was, I was about to, to, to speak in a few moments, but I had yet to really grab a hold of really just this joyful disposition. And so right there in that moment, I thought, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna apply this to my life. So I said, God, this is the day that the Lord has made. So I choose to rejoice and be glad in it. And so I put a smile on my face and I just began to recite it again. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm gonna rejoice and I'm gonna be glad in it. So I wanna just kind of cue you up just to celebrate when I read this again. If you don't have a smile on your face in a moment when I read this, I want you just to, just to smile. I want you to clap your hands. Are you ready? Here we go. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. Come on, somebody clap your hands. I will be glad in it. Amen. And so you got to remind yourself of the truth. What a challenge. But I'm not just saying you have to think positive and just, you know, like it comes from our own self. Listen, positive thinking isn't a replacement for God, but it's a response to God. It's a response to what was already written about your life. It's a response to uh, all the, the truths that he's already spoken over you. So let me just say it this way. If you really believe, it will affect your thinking. I really believe that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Is anybody with me this morning or today? So that should affect our thinking. And I'm here just to declare this. I really believe that our God is a sovereign God. You know what that means? Even in the midst of chaos and uncertainty, God is still in control. Somebody say amen to that. God's love never fails. I really believe that. Why? Because the word of God tells me that. He says in Psalm 136, 1, praise the Lord. He is good. God's love never what? Never fails. I be believe and really believe that God is faithful. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 says this, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is 
your faithfulness. God is faithful. I believe that God is with me. He's Emmanuel. He's God with us. And Jesus promised us through the writer of Hebrews, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. If we really believe that, church, it's, it changes our mindset. When you're thinking his thoughts, you're thinking the most powerful thoughts there are. Life-transforming thoughts, behavior-changing thoughts, and life-giving thoughts. That's why our mindset matters. And secondly, I think Paul teaches throughout the New Testament, he's, he teaches this principle that dialogue determines destiny. Dialogue determines destiny. Well, what I mean by, by, by dialogue? And I would say that uh, all of us, we hear voices, okay? It sounds a little weird. But that inner self-talk, you know, like if some of you say, well, if somebody could read my mind, you know, that talk, it's this conversation that we have with ourselves. Sometimes it's healthy, sometimes it's unhealthy. It's a dialogue that we have. And depending on what is said and the conversations that you have, it determines your destiny. And so you might have these thoughts like this, I'll never get out of debt. Or I can't overcome this addiction. I'll always struggle with my health. Or I'll never feel close to God. I'll never have a meaningful job. Never gonna find someone who, who will love me or God won't ever use me. This is that type of dialogue that if it's not true about your life, it can be very, very damaging to, to your life. And so Romans 8, 6, I read it a moment ago. It says, for to set the mind on the flesh is death. That's bad, we don't want that. But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Two different destinies, two different results, we obviously want life. We obviously want peace. So it, it depends on what we set our mind on. I heard it said like this, wrong voices equal wrong choices. Right voices equals right choices. Now, when you get saved, first of all, how many of you are saved in the place? Aren't you glad that Jesus saved you? You didn't deserve it, but he loved you anyway. Anyways, that's another message. Not only does your eternal destiny change, but I believe that your mindset changes. The thoughts that you have should also change because the more and more you become like Christ, it's like this process called sanctification. It's a churchy word, but, but it's becoming more and more like Christ. So the longer that you're saved, the more and more you're thinking the thoughts of God and you're, you're opening up the word of God and you're being transformed by, by the truth. So there are some old thoughts that just don't fit you any longer. Why? Because you were a follower of Jesus. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. So let me ask you this question. Do your thoughts reflect who you are as a follower of Jesus? The thoughts that you have today, the thoughts that you have tomorrow and throughout this week, do those thoughts reflect who you are as a follower of Jesus Christ? And if not, you gotta do something about it. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says this, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new is here. I'm thankful that we get newness in Christ, that the old is gone and we can uh, operate in a new life. But if you allow the lies over your life to remain in your mind, eventually you will believe them. That's why Paul says, 
Again, we're looking at a lot of what Paul says. He says, we take captive every thought and we make it obedient to Christ. Does anybody uh, hate taking out the trash? If you're like the Ingle household, we let the trash pile up and pile up and the kids are like doing the balancing act and then, you know, I don't want to take out the trash so as high as it can go because nobody really likes to take out the trash. But as a believer, it's important that we take out the trash. Well, here's, here's what I'm talking about. You guys are already clapping. You're excited about this. I like it. Because none of us are immune to negative thoughts and thoughts about our lives that are untrue. And maybe you've had this thought come into your mind. I am a failure. I'm a failure. Now, you know this isn't the truth. And you can say, you know what? Just because I failed doesn't mean that I'm a failure. And all have fallen short of the glory of God. So now you just can't let this take root in your heart because it's going to affect, again, your actions. So what do we do with a thought like this when it doesn't line up with the word of God? That's why I said it's time to take out the trash, right? So you got to take it to the trash can. And in Jesus' name, you say, you know, not as a Christ follower. Christ has made me new. Boom, take it to the trash can. Come on, go ahead and clap your hands for that. That's good. You might have a thought like this. I don't have a purpose. Purpose is something that all of us want to have. We want to feel, feel fulfilled. We want to know that we have a purpose in this life. But some of us, man, the enemy is just replaying this over and over in our minds. I don't have a purpose. I don't have a purpose. I don't have a purpose. And you can say, you know what? I know that's not true because I am God's workmanship created in Christ. God has great plans for me. So what do we do, church? Let's take it to the trash. You say, I take this thought captive. Boom. It's out of here. This one is another one that I, I hear a lot about. I have no value. Seems like God loves everybody else and pe people love uh, others, but I, I don't have value. Maybe you've struggled with this thought. And man, as I was praying over this message, I just, I just began to weep over this thought that there are people in our church that have this thought because it is a lie from the enemy. Do you realize that Jesus sees value in you. In fact, he loved you so much that he gave his very best, his own life. You were bought at a price, the Bible says. So what do we do with this thought that's not of God? We take it to the trash and say, not today. Taking that thought captive, get it out of here. This one is, uh, I'm never gonna get over this. Hurt and pain an event that happened in your life, and I'm not discounting that or trying to minimize that because in this life we get hurt, we get let down, we get disappointed, we feel maybe even experience loss, and you think, man, I'm never gonna get over this. It's been weeks, it's been months, it's been years, I'm never gonna get over this. But if you allow this to take root in your heart, in your life, it's going to affect your actions. And this is not the truth about the situation. So what is it? There's joy that comes in the morning. Though sorrow may last for a night, 
right? What comes in the morning? Joy. So you know what? At some point, you got to go next chapter and say, God, I know I've gone through this event, but, but I am going to get over this. I am going to take my next step forward, and God, you're going to help me. It may not be easy, but I'm not going to stay where I'm at. So this thought obviously has to go where, church? It goes to the trash. Take that thought captive. Boom, bye. It's gone. And this is my final one. Because you're like, how many thoughts does this guy have? <laughs> Maybe I will never win this battle. I've been fighting this thing. I've been waging war. I'm never going to win. And there's this, there's this moment where this thought creeps in. And you have an opportunity to believe it and accept it. Or to say, you know what, that doesn't line up with the word of God. You can say, I have faith for this. I have faith for this moment. I can win. Why? Because I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ, my Lord. So what happens with this thought that's not of God? It goes right to the trash. Boom, it's gone. Take captive these thoughts. Make it obedient to Christ. And tell your husband to take it to the curb or something like that. I don't know what you want to do with the trash can. But it's important to take out the trash. Is it truth or is it trash? Lastly, Paul teaches that renewal is required. Renewal is required. He says, for those who live according to the flesh, they set their minds on the things of the flesh. That's the, that's the old person. That's, that's uh, talking about who we are without Christ. People who want to gratify that flesh, that's not us as believers. And then in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, he says, don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world, talking about that same path. He said, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's why renewal is required. And a few weeks ago, uh, our family, we went out to the beach and uh, we, we set up like our, our towel and our umbrella. We got a new umbrella. So I was like, this is awesome. I was excited to go. And uh, kids went out and they had their, their boogie boards or body boards or whatever it's called. And they were having a good time. They're, they're in the waves. But before they went out, I said, hey, do me a favor. I want you to stay in front of the lifeguard station because dad doesn't want to run out after you like if something happens, okay? So, so stay right here. And they're like, okay. But I noticed what would happen is they would go out and they'd be in the surf and in the current. And there was something that was constantly pulling them away from, from where I told them to be. And obviously, you know, it's the current. It just happens. It's, it's, it just, the, the drift, it just happens. They, after a while, they'd have to get out of the, the water. They'd have to walk all the way back, recenter themselves, realign themselves. And then, you know, they go back in the water and sure enough, it would happen again. And so here's, here's the thing. If we let our minds go unchecked, if we don't, align our minds with the word of God, you know what's gonna happen? Our minds will drift away from the place that we're supposed to be. It's just natural, it happens. Your mind won't just accidentally drift toward the things of God. You've gotta fight for it, and you've gotta keep daily in the word of God. We're a spirit-filled church, so the Holy Spirit helps us in this area, and you gotta say, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, attack these, these lies so that I can be centered back on what God wants me, and you might have these thoughts of, of uh, that you're not good enough, or you're, you're stupid, or you'll never be able to, or no one likes you, or God has left you all alone, 
or the world would be better if you weren't here. Renewal is what brings you back to where you need to be. That's why it's so important to every single day renew your mind. Uh, I was having a discussion with our former counseling director, Betsy Jackson, several years ago. And uh, she was explaining this scientific kind of phenomenon that happens when we think certain thoughts. Now, I'm not an expert in this, so don't send me any emails, but I'm going to try to get it right. Okay, here we go. So there's neural pathways in our brain, and they look, they kind of look like trees and branches of trees. And how they're formed is pretty fascinating. So to start off, neurons link together to create messages. So when you think a thought, these, these neurons link together to create messages. The same messages sent multiple times will create what's called a neural pathway. All right? So the presence of a neural pathway makes a thought easier to think. And uh, it makes it easier for your body to send that same message again. So here's the translation. The more often you think a thought, the easier it is to think that thought again. So if you're starting to think thoughts that line up with the word of God, maybe at first it doesn't even seem natural. But the more and more you go to the word of God and you take those, those negative thoughts captive that are untruths, then watch what happens. Eventually it will become easier and easier for you to think the right thoughts over your life. So that's why she said it's so important when we sing songs, that we sing songs that we know and we can kind of learn them. And maybe the worship leader is like, you know what? Throws up the chorus sign and we sing the chorus again. And it's, it's a song like, how great is our God? How great is our God? Sing with me, how great is our God? The first time you're like, man, I'm not really feeling it. I don't really have this in my mind. The second time you're like, I'm kind of starting to believe it a little bit. How great is our God? And then you start to like get in your zone of worship. You said it over and over again. All these things are happening scientifically. All these things are happening spiritually. And you're starting to declare that over your life. How great is my God? How great is my God? And here's the thing. When God is so great, all of your problems seem to just diminish and, and be less and less important. Why? Because you're focused on, on the greatness of God. So that's why when we sang a song earlier, uh, guys, I had them, I love this, I was feeling this song. It says this, he picked me up, he turned me around, he placed my feet on what? On solid ground. So I thank the master, I thank the savior. He healed my heart, he changed my name, forever free. I'm not the same, right? I thank the master, I thank the savior, I thank God. So maybe the first time through you didn't really believe it and you were just singing it out of formality and you were singing it because you know the melody. But man, let the word of God and the truth of God transform your heart and renew your mind. What stronghold is holding you back? Where is there a, a wire that's, that's crossed? The challenge is this, uh, find the truth that demolishes that stronghold. And I would encourage you to write it and think it and confess it with your mouth, sing it like I just said, until you believe it. Write it, think it, confess it, sing it until you really believe it. And watch what happens. So if you're struggling to know God's will, I wanna just speak some life and truth over you 
so that hopefully you'll believe it. You can say this, my life belongs to God. Daily I seek him. Daily he directs my steps. I know his voice and he leads me to his perfect will. Amen? If you lack confidence in this place, you can say this, my confidence is not in my own strength. My confidence is in Christ and Christ alone. Why? Because his spirit lives within me. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of you. And so it changes our mind. And I can do everything that he calls me to do. If you're fighting lustful thoughts, you can say, I'm not a slave to my lustful thoughts because God has purified my mind. I will honor him with my eyes and thoughts. Listen, sometimes the the greatest decision you can uh, make is just to say, you know what, I'm over this. I'm drawing a line in the sand decision to say I'm not gonna go back to my old ways. I'm not gonna go back to my old thought life, but I'm gonna step into something brand new. And you say, my God is faithful. Even if I'm tempted, he's gonna help me find a way out. If you're battling worry today, because of Christ, you can say I'm not anxious about anything. I cast my cares upon God because he cares for me. I have the peace of God dwelling in my heart and ruling my mind. Don't you just feel like when you speak truth, it changes you. There's things going on spiritually, apparently scientifically as well. So it's so powerful. And I just, um, I know that this is, a message that it applies to all of us. Whether you're young, whether you're older, there's this battle that goes on in our minds. Don't let the enemy have a single thought. If the thought comes there, take it to the trash. Amen? I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thank you for joining us in pursuit of growing closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.